0: This is Paul Brooker and you're listening to the Fulham Focus Podcast.
1: Hello and welcome to the Fulham Focus Podcast. Well, after two weeks of rather bleak times of no Fulham football, we finally saw our boys in black and white stamp our authority over West London against QPR and a 2-0 win going straight into the fourth round of the FA Cup. However... It wasn't wasn't very good. A really quite boring view until the goals, and whilst we can't complain too much about a win at the end of the day, there are important points to be made. And who better to make them with me than Scarborough's hidden jewel? it's Ben Robinson, and the lycra-wearing maniac that is Morgan Carlton. Extra, extra, Reed and Cabano, let's go. Fulham. Right, lads, here we are. You know, I don't know if it was because there's been no Fulham for the past fortnight, but I actually really felt the sort of magic of the FA Cup. Maybe it was surely Ch- winning 2-0 against Derby yesterday, but there was a really nice FA Cup feel on TV. Anyway, this game was a bit of a snooze fest until the substitutions were made, in my opinion. But we started with a 5-3-2 return of Congolo, who had 348 days out of action. The return of Tete, the return of Onoma, Brian, Rodak and Mitro starting. Morgas. Give you give me your thoughts on this lineup, mate. Um, well, I mean the first thing was I love the cup. I think, you know, I've always loved
2: it. You know, it's I remember back in the days when I was younger and obviously when we were um some of my early days were <coughs> seeing us, you know, beat Villa and Southampton and various teams uh, during uh the our fire years. <coughs> Excuse me. Um but Yesterday, it just felt obviously it felt a bit weird because obviously no fans in. It was a local derby, so really there should be a big buzz, but there wasn't. Um, and so I was very interested in what lineup Parker was going to go with. And the fact it was, he, he I liked his lineup. I thought it was a nice, strong lineup, but it also blooded a couple of these players back in. And obviously, it was a perfect chance for Congolo uh, Onoma to come back in. Gives Rodak a bit of a chance, and um, yeah, as you know, Joe Bryan back in the team as well. And I wrote in the match reaction that it was kind of the perfect chance for Mitro to get back into form. Uh, and yeah. so in terms of this lineup, I thought, yeah, great. I was really happy to see it. Um, and it's going it to in a slightly different way, I guess, than we're
1: expecting. Ben, I'll go to you, mate. Well, do you think five-three-two was a good or a bad move on paper for this game? I mean, do you think we could have maybe afforded to have gone four at the back and be a bit more attacking against the uh, QPR for this?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was... Um, necessarily a uh, bad formation to go with, especially considering you consider the players that are coming back. Um, you know, Congrello and Tete, you need match fitness. Um, yeah, and we've already got three or four defenders who are on the fringe of the first team who also need to get back in and get a match fitness. Um, so when you've got four or five defenders that need to be played, it's one of the only formations you can go with. Um, I, I think considering the opposition, it was a bit negative. Um, no offence to QPR. I don't dislike QPR as much as I dislike Brentford but the league below Me <laughs> i mean the league below and they're struggling so to go out there with five at the back
2: is it 5-3-2 i mean do we consider 5-3-2 negative because i mean it's also 3-5-2 it's you know with those wing backs <clears throat> you know Kenny uh, Kenny running down as the wing back and joe bryan down the left i mean those that's not negative play i don't think i think it's sort of it just it's just a different type of attacking formation so i think yeah. whilst you may think okay four at the back seems Less defensive. We're actually playing just three at the back, um, and you know three, uh, sorry, two very fit wing backs, in order to use their sort of their energy to give us both defensive options when needed, but also attacking options. So I, I don't see the mm. negative in a three-five-two or five-three-two. I just see it as a sort of uh, a different way of attacking a game.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can definitely agree with that. To be fair, yeah. Um, so when we have got the ball, I suppose it was more of a. Three at the back or four at the back, and the other wing back sort of sat in. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, know, I can't really argue with that point, Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but there was. But a, <laughs>
1: there did seem to be a sort of problem, though, in the sense that, I mean, you know, SW6 stats, for instance, tweeted, you know, it's like there's a brick wall between our defenders and midfielders and another one behind Mitro this game. It just seemed like a a very similar story didn't it? there was a real lack of impetus at the front in the front forward line of our attack, wouldn't you say Morgs?
2: yeah, and we we are going to get that with Mitro <clears throat> playing in that position because essentially he just we've talked about this till we 're blue in the face he's not the kind of pacey striker that suits our formation at the moment, and when behind him you 've got uh, loftus' cheek who again isn 't pacey he's strong and will go on runs, but they're not pacey ones. Um, you are relying on Onoma, who is, you know, first first team game back after however many months it's been. And uh, Harrison Reed, who is obviously very defensive. So it was never going to be a very quick game, I don't think. I mean, you were re- relying on Brian and Tete sort of being pacey ones. And we just, we didn't see that. We We wanted to take control of the game. And in periods we did, although given who we were playing, um, we could have expected to take more of it. Uh, you know, QPR put in a good performance, I thought, at times. Mm. Uh, they pressed but- well, really pressed well. They did, and they've got some good uh, young players in their team. Uh, obviously, they ran out of steam towards the end, but obviously, they could have also won it uh, in normal time, hadn't they not missed a couple of uh, pretty good chances. But it was slow, and until we. You know, I hate to use the term "replace Metro," but it's the only way that that forward line is going to get quicker is if he's not playing. But he's also, on his day, one of the best players in our team. Obviously, we just haven't seen that day for quite a long time.
1: His day, I mean, it's on his day, and it just hasn't been his day for quite a while now. He seems very rusty. I think there's a mental problem with Alexander. It's a curious case with him. But I like your thoughts of Mitrovic. I mean, he—I've said this as Morgan's his hold-up play is now subpar at the moment. Movement not great. I mean, do you think Parker made the right decision by playing a full match, even throughout extra time, just to try and get something? To
0: yeah, I think Mitrovic's heart's in the right place. You know, he's fully in the cause. Um, but as like we saw last time in the Premier League, he doesn't have that pace to unlock defences. Um, I think fact the highlight, it last time when the Premier League was against Huddersfield, um, someone played a ball over the top, and he was through, and he just the defenders caught up with him. It's like watching a, a cargo ship trying to get away from a lorry, you know. It, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but um, I mean, I, I don't know if he's got worse. Like, I don't know if he's got worse with his control or whether he's worse with the ball at his feet, but he, I think he's just getting a lot less of the ball. So we notice it a lot more. You know, if half the ball's pinged at him, he's controlling. You know, under he was getting non-stop balls into Mitro and play off Mitro. Whereas now we're trying to play a different sort of style. And he, you know, I, I think it was a few times yesterday he was on the wing. And you think, what, what's he yeah, doing no, on one the one wing? The
2: right. Well, he's, yeah. clear, he's I, clearly trying to get the ball because he clearly wants it. He clearly wants to do something with it because he will be as frustrated with his um, recent performances as anyone else. He is a goal yeah. scorer. That has always been his job. And the fact that he hasn't been able to do that for the last, I don't know, what is it now? A couple of months at least now, isn't it? Um, I don't know when yeah. the last time he scored was. But he must be so he must be banging his head against a brick wall, and that's why you when you saw when Cabano scored yesterday, he had his hand uh head in his hands because he wanted that ball across the six yard box because he knew he would be able to just to tap it in. But obviously, Cabano put his laces through it and it went in. Um, but he is so hungry for it for a goal, and he will do anything he can to get it. It's just that he is not getting the luck at the moment. I don't think it's a worst yeah, player, it, I think he's just a frustrated player.
1: Yeah, it's a weird one. I find it quite... This is probably a terrible analogy or example to make, but he plays so deep at the moment and he almost reminds me like he's trying to do Harry Kane's new role at Spurs, sort of be the sort of playmaker as well as the striker, but he can't do either at the moment. So it just looks... (laughs) He's giving himself more responsibility and looking even more crap because of it, in my opinion. But I'm not sure if do you you agrees on that.
2: Do you think he's doing that in order to try and get back into Parker's plans? Or do you think he's doing that Mm -hmm. because he... Uh, from an ego point of view, I, d- I don't know how his mind works because you look at him and he looks like a scary Serbian, but he might be you know soft and sort of just desperate to please on the inside. Um, so it's, mm. kind of, it's very hard to really gauge what's going through his head at the moment, whether he's yes. just pissed off with the, the club or if he's just annoyed at himself for not doing what he's there to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think definitely if he's if he's not getting the ball as well, It must be so annoying to up there on your own. So he drops in deeper and deeper and deeper to get the ball, and then suddenly he's out of position and not doing the job he's supposed to be doing. Mm.
2: But even he got the ball in some good positions yesterday. I mean, that uh, in the first half when Onoma gave him that ball, which okay, fair enough, wasn't a great ball. You know, he old Mitro may have controlled that and bashed it in. New Mitro, he lost control of it and it sort of bounced away from him a bit. Uh, Yeah, that's you know. There's a number of factors in that one, uh, but a player with confidence gets that ball regardless. You think and uh, puts it in the back of the net, but that is something that he is sorely lacking at the moment. And will it take one goal to do it, or will he need a couple of goals and a couple of games to do it uh, to get it back? Don't know really, and we won't know until he finally does get a goal. Uh, by that point, is he going to be in the team? I mean, you know, will we mm. see a new striker come in? And Mitro just bench warming for a while, or will he go out on loan if we get a new striker in, or any number of sort of
1: you know permutations on this thing? I think. Well, he pulled his hammy at the end of the game, potentially, or Scott Parker says it could be a problem with his glute. Um, it just, yeah, it wasn't. It couldn't be more of a more of a sign that we need a striker this month, really, if that is a long term injury mm-hmm. that he sustained at the end. But I, I'm not too sure. Um talking about the chance that Onuma gave to him, there was another chance that he had um which was on target his his shot but it was delivered i'm just going to talk about the sort of the subpar performances to begin with and that's cavallero took so long with the ball in the 62nd minute and he was just generally very blunt in this game Look, i know cavallero is a very good presser and has the pace Mitra can't provide in the premier league games but he just seems so poor and in bad you know just the quality is not there it's it, it's i'm getting quite frustrated now are you or am i alone here ben <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, I, I think he's fairly tidy with the ball at his feet and we've seen the quality um, last season way to Huddersfield uh, when he put in top corner um, but it's not consistent you know, he is a bit slow and I think in the Premier League that is more noticeable because defenders are quicker and you don't have as much time on the ball that sort of thing mm. Um I think it does highlight the need um, like Morgan just said for another forward for another striker um, we need someone who can come in and play across that front three because Yeah, I don't think he's good enough to start in the Premier League, which is why he came to us from Wolves in the first place, I suppose.
2: But that's, yeah, you're right. He came to us because Wolves didn't see a place for him in their team. And he did a job in the Championship. We didn't see the player that we thought we'd been promised uh, by the reaction of Wolves fans to him leaving or to him sort of generally. But this season we've seen that he is quite sluggish or he does hold onto the ball for a bit too long. We need a quick, I mean, Lukman is the sort of, you know, the quick player who's, uh, you know, he has the ball at his feet and you know, it's going to stay there, but he also doesn't let, uh, let go of it particularly quickly. We need someone who is probably a little bit more direct, possibly, you know, who will get the ball run quickly and release it mm. to Mitro if he's sort of in the right place but we kind of have midfielders that are very much uh, of almost like they're all knocker-esque, I guess. They all want to have the ball at their feet. They all want to get past their man. But maybe we need something a little bit different. And if we had something a little bit different, maybe, you know, we're probably thinking a bit more old school these days. Um, But someone who will just deliver in that ball, you know, within a couple of touches. But I don't know if that's actually feasible at the moment or not but I think it's something that we do miss because uh you know we need someone quick we need someone who can whip the ball in but we don't have that right now
1: well what would you say was needed before the substitutions came on what was the problem I mean I feel like we relied heavily on the right hand side to allow Kenny Tete to overlap quite a lot and it just didn't pay off I also feel Ruben loftus cheap man I mean just very invisible for me once again and we really saw actually how Josh Onema could potentially come in and do his job maybe in the Premier League. It is against a sub QPR, I understand this, but I'd just like to know your thoughts on that general Ruben Loftus-Cheek area and how Josh Unema did to you, Mr Ben.
0: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a good game before the substitutions, but if those two goals had come 20 minutes earlier um, in normal time, I don't think we would be... We'd have said it's a boring game, but we wouldn't move on. I think the fact it went into extra time and we looked toothless until extra time is a bit more worrying. Um I, I don't know if Onuma is better than Ruben Loftus Cheek, um, based on his performances last season. We can see there's a player in there. Scott believes there's a player in there. Definitely, um, mm. I think he's got great potential, and, and he will come into the 25-man squad, um, probably for someone like Maxine Le Marchand or Adoy. Um But will he take Loftus Cheek's place? Because Loftus Cheek, on his day, Loftus Cheek, if he performs to the quality as before, you know, he, he was playing for England at one point, whereas now. So i
2: think I think loftus cheek is a very good player who has not really recovered from being out for so long yet I think mm, he okay. definitely brings he definitely brings something to the team and I'm still trying to work out what it is i think whether it's his strength his ability to get stuck in to make himself a presence on the pitch if you know he he does um he does use his strength well i think he he showed a glimpse of what he can do in the last minute of the first half when he sort of surged forward from the halfway line. Uh, I can't remember, obviously didn't go in, but I can't remember what the sort of uh, end result was, but there is a definitely a very good player in there screaming to come out. And I just, we haven't seen it yet. We saw a glimpse when he first started, but there's certainly maybe, I don't know if it's him being played out of position. I don't know if it's, Again, another confidence thing, but I think he does bring something to the team that potentially uh, a uh, you know a half fit on can't do, and mm. I certainly don't think if you look at sort of the other options for that position, whether Kenny can do it, I don't think he has the strength to do the same role. Um, you know, I think we were talking about uh, him and Angisa not being needed in the same team, but I think they are. I think they are slightly different players. has uh, definitely got a bit more pace to him. But I think you know, whether Office Street needs a little bit more time on the bench now, or if he is integral to the way we play it, we just don't realise it. I don't know. It's um sometimes you see with sort of teams like this, there is a, a subtlety to the play that us mere mortals can't really pick up on. But mm. you know whether it's um whether I'm just uh, reading too much into that or not,
1: I don't know. No, I mean he could he could genuinely suffer from just unfortunate body language if you get my meaning in the sense that I feel like he, he could look more lethargic or a lot more chilled out than he is actually performing um I think he had a huge huge injury and it takes a long time to go over that and maybe it just is a case of just just needing a bit more marinating into the team what are your thoughts Ben on the Loftus Cheeks scenario I mean just there is a player there but it was just still it's taking a fucking long time isn't
0: it <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I think straight away when he signed we saw that sort of the composure you can bring to the team. Um, when you're winning sort of 15, 20 minutes to go, he can get the ball and slow it down. And sort of with him and Anguissa in the middle, we've got two good players there who can keep the ball well. But I don't know if people expect him to do everything and he just can't do everything. Or like Morgan said, he's just never properly recovered. He's not, he's not enough game time since he's recovered from his bad injuries. Um, yes. But I, I do think he will come good before the end of the season. Um I'm putting my me, me neck on line. He's he
2: kind of going to he kind of need to come good a bit before then, I think, if we're <laughs> going to survive. Yeah. It. It's, yeah. But he is—he is such a big guy, and I think yeah. maybe that's you get—you uh, may get that sort of lethargic sort of uh, essence from him, as it were, because he's that big. He's not going to be sprinting, at sort of, you know, like a uh, Anthony Robinson or something like that, because that's not how he's built. And I think he can cover a lot more ground with far fewer steps than some of them. I mean, if you saw me on a football pitch, it would be just like you know, road runner, because I'd have to sort of use twice as many steps to sort of get to, get across the pitch. But he just kind of like he leaps and bounds across it. It sometimes may seem in slow motion, but saw that run in the first half yesterday. He can get from the halfway line to the edge of the penalty area pretty quickly, just because of his uh. Pitching you
0: running across
1: a football pitch with some feathers. And just it's very it's quite afraid. <laughs> yeah, <talk>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> dynamite behind. Um, me. <laughs> this, let's talk let's quickly talk about uh, the substitutions it's obviously changed the game so you had you had bobby reed and hector come on for congolo and cavalier on the 67th minute and just before we go on we've got it we've got time to keep i just want to quickly get your thoughts on congolo and this match morgan because we talked about congolo quite a lot in the whatsapp group i just like to know i mean just fine for you but it looks like he could be a tidy player for us really briefly well sorry yeah very briefly but what
2: I've said is I've always been unconvinced by the signing of Congolo. I have no idea why it's been made. I don't know what they saw in him in the three seconds that he played for us. And then the very little football he's had over the last couple of years. But I thought he acquitted himself really well yesterday. I thought he looked very tidy. I thought he looked very composed and, and, If that's his first game back after, you know, seven years injured or whatever he's been, you know, I'm (laughs) looking forward to seeing what he's going to be like uh, when his match fit. I think it was a nice game for him to come into. Um, Very little pressure. And also against a team, you know, it's a step up almost from the sort of under 23s, as it were, uh, rather than being thrown in against Chelsea next week. So I think it's it was a good start for him. I don't want to see him start again straight away. I think maybe in the next round of the cup will be the next start for him. But certainly uh having him on the bench is a lot safer option than say Tim Ream or uh Marchand. Sure. So so no happy happy with his debut. Second good
1: All right, excellent. All right. Well let's let's move on then and talk about the Bobby Reed goal and the moment of brilliance that he had. I mean Bobby Reed coming on for Cavallaro clearly the decision that was correct. And it's just, it's just a very nice goal, isn't it? It was just very, ni- a really nice sort of one-two with Mitrović. Just talk me through it, Ben, really quickly for you, mate.
0: Yeah, I think he's amazing all this season, Bobby Reid. You know, the way he's come on, the way his finishing's improved. Especially from it's last huge. season, I think a lot of us last season were giving him a bit of stick. Um, but I mean, this season he's proved that he's got that quality to finish. Um, I think he's sort of started to cement his spot in that first eleven now. Um,
1: yeah. He seems like the real deal now, doesn't he? I mean, do you think there's enough... I, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here. There's still like 23 games left of the Premier League season to go. But do you think that we might actually have a bit of an issue holding on to him if we go down in the Championship? I always thought we could, you know, we'll have Bobby for quite a while. But he he is proving that. I mean, he's technically our top goal scorer now. He's in arguably the form of his life. Really, his first ever Premier League team top goal scorer for them, and scoring in, you know in match winning t- uh, games for the FA Cup. What are well, your thoughts on it, Morgan?
2: I don't think we'll have an issue holding on to him. I think if you look at him, he's he's an interesting player because he is so slight, and I'm not sure how he fits the mold of a lot of Premier League teams. Mm. And he would be very much a backup for anyone, I think, unless it was you know a team coming up who, you know, as we were passing like ships in the night, they might take a chance on him. Uh, but I think he's one of those players that if uh, you know if we give him a contract, I think he'll stick to it. He's done very well for us this season. And I'm very surprised after last year that he's actually improved. Whereas, you know, you see other players who get worse when they step up a league. So I think he's, he's done very, very well. I'm very happy to see it. Cause obviously he, you know, is one of the players that we looked at and go, really, is he, is he premier league yeah. quality? Because he was barely championship quality last year. So it's, it's great for him. And that's, you know, that's uh, one of those examples of a player with confidence. He came on and I mean, the, the goal itself was great work by Robinson down the left. And when he got the ball, he, his control for it was, yeah, it was great. He kept on to it, uh, kept hold of it. And then his, his one, two with Mitro, I thought was beautiful. I thought the way Mitro laid it off with the underside of his foot uh, and rolled it into it. It was like one of those sort of um, finishes you see in training just before kickoff. And it was just, it was just a lovely goal really. And I thought, um, you yeah, know, the energy he showed when he came on is what you expect from a sub against yeah. a tiring team but I think uh, yeah he's uh, it's just another another one for his tally for the season showing how good he's been
1: and then I mean pretty much straight afterwards you've got Cabana well actually the substitution was made a lot early you had Cabana one for Harrison Reed, and then Cabana scores um, in the 104th minute with five minutes extra and just talk me through that one Morgz going straight back to you with that I mean you, you mentioned Mitra's reaction shows the the sort of uh the frustration that he had and I, I don't think there's anything malicious in it it's just definitely him wishing that, that he made the pass so he could get on the score sheet but it was just lovely to see we're seeing all these players uh, and we're, it's making us think oh would they do better in the Premier League I mean I'm, I'm not gonna overreact and think say that Cabano needs to start in the Prem now but is there maybe some, could you make a slight argument that he could maybe do a job instead of Cavalera, for instance, what are your thoughts on that? Good. Uh, I thought it was a good goal. I thought it was good play
2: by Onoma and it was a lovely finish. I think in the Premier League, uh, a decent Premier League keeper saves it because I think the positioning of the keeper wasn't particularly good. Good point. And, you know, it was, it was a tidy finish. He just, you know, he just put his foot through it and it, because of the keeper's positioning, there was no chance he was going to save it. You can tell from you know Mitro wanted the ball across, but at the end of the day, that was a that was an instant reaction after seeing, you know, his chance of getting on the score sheet fly by. But I don't think Cabano is a Premier League player by any stretch of the imagination. I think he's okay if you bring him on for the last 10-15 minutes, but mm. he's he doesn't have that. Uh, want of a better term, that X factor to be playing Premier League football. I don't think Cavalera has it either, but he's a, I think he's slightly stronger with the ball yeah. and he can play the false nine role, um, not particularly well, but he can play it, whereas Cabano is definitely a winger. And when I was sort of saying about, you know, we needed that winger who uh, gets the ball and whips it in, I think that's what Cabano always sort of pertained to be, but I don't think he is that either. I love him as a player and he's a great fantastic dancer dance. he's, I mean those dance moves I mean you know should have got an extra goal for it but oh, he, uh, <laughs> he is he's just he is a squad player and he will never be more than that in my eyes and I don't think you know he's got an, he got an extended contract but if he uh, if he were to leave at the end of the season to go and find first team football elsewhere uh, I wouldn't be surprised nor would I begrudge him that
0: yeah I mean I think it's sort of he's shown why he's been in the a team like ours, the last few seasons, a yo-yo team, so to speak, using the Tony Khan phrase. Um, mm. <laughs> but he showed what he's too good for the championship, I think. But he's not quite good enough for the Premier League. He's in that awkward position of. Oh, he's I too think, good for the championship. I think he's he's definitely a, a top eight team in the championship. Mm, fair enough. Um, uh, I mean, he's he's never he's never been crap for us. I suppose he's always been all right. But um, he's. I he think he, we've got a few players like that where. We haven't quite got that. I think it's because we've just been promoted. Of course, we haven't quite got those players that are Premier League quality. We haven't got players that are too, you know, too bad to be in the Championship. It's is that right way. Is there a, is
2: there a league we play in between? Do you think?
0: <laughs> that's, that's why we're a yo-yo club.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some purgatory league.
0: Yeah, but I think Cabana's really good for team spirit. Um, he's one of those players. All the players seem to love him. I was looking at his Instagram last night and. Everyone's putting on their Instagram story, you know, great goal and like laughing about with him. And I think players like that are really important to have for team spirit. Um, Definitely. You know, Plays like even Rui Fonte and Marcelo Giallo, they used to be good for oh, the team spirit. Oh, bring
2: back Giallo. We
1: all know he should be in the squad. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, think, uh, yeah, I get a feeling that Cabano's everything Rui Fonte. Uh, Rui Font wanted to be. I, I sometimes get the impression when Rue Font was just uh, Instagramming the shit out of everyone, like, <laughs> back, uh, you know, behind the scenes and doing that. he was just sort of annoying them a bit. <laughs> I feel like, let's just go away, really. You know, <laughs> it did feel like that a little bit, but I know exactly what you mean. Cabana definitely has that uh, that team spirit and he seems like a really good bloke. I like him a lot. It's like, it's like, um, he's
2: like, he's like, he's like, he's a bit like Haymack, isn't he, in that sense? You know, he's the player that you want around because he's, I guess, uh, uh, Cabano is much more the, sort of the jovial type, where k much more the coaching type. Uh But they're both there. Yes. They're both good for the squad in their own ways. They're just not particularly good for the team on the pitch, although, you know, Cabano...
1: Yeah, it was odd, actually. You thought we might see k in this game, didn't you? But, I mean, there was no, no sign of him or Steph show. I mean, I think they may be just staying out of things until they get a transfer, don't you think? Well, I wrote about that in the in the reaction. I sort of said, clearly people's thoughts that they
2: may play was down to sentimentality. Uh, and I don't think Parker's yeah. got time for that. He he wanted to win that game, but he also wanted to bring back a couple of players who he expected to be in the first team picture moving forward. And you know, you can't treat it like a pre-season friendly. You can, uh, you know, it is a chance for first team, uh, potential first teamers to get a game and to blood a couple of players back. Uh, but I think uh, the idea of having K-Mac having one last hurrah um, was uh it was uh possibly a little bit short-sighted
0: especially with no fans (laughs) there it'd be a bit odd to to bring him on yeah exactly
1: and it's uh, how many people were watching on iPlayer yesterday you know that's it you can't (laughs) sing about his Jägermeister or you know (laughs) um so the 90th minute you had doy and um Robinson on for Tete and Cheek and and I know this is before the girls, but I just wanted to mention uh that sub because Adoy did everything that was needed of him. I always love Adoy's, you know, cult hero of mine. But uh, Tete's return, him and Aina worked very well together. And I think it was important to see how that would work in a five or three at the back system, as you say, Morgs, in the Premier League. I mean, Tete, g- good for you, Ben. And also, I thought Aina had a very completely different player to how he began with us.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean Tete, um, he looked bright. Um, maybe not quite sharp enough yet to, to sort of make an impact in the Premier League. But. It's just lack of match fitness, I think, lack of game time. Um, I think we mm. we looked for the option a bit too much. Um, we sort of relied on that wing more than the left. If, if Luckman was on, of course, it would be a completely different game, but I think the right wing was dependent on a lot more. Um, QPR was sort of prepared for him. I think they were prepared for us to do that, and to be fair to him, they sort of nullified that quite well. Um, I think Aina did sl- slightly nicely. I think he was playing that sort of right centre-back role, was he? sort of? Yeah. Um, yeah. Every time... So he was sort of sitting in for Tete every time Tete went, and he sort of he's sort of changed a bit f- into that sort of third centre back role. Because at the start of the season he was right back, and we're playing for back, and now he's he's come on and he's been playing that sort of third centre back role, and he's looked good. Yeah. I think
2: I think he, I think he knows how to play uh, centre back. I don't, I, and I think he knows how to play right back, but he just wasn't very good at it. I think he yeah. was struggling with the um, idea of attacking and defensive uh, things tasks at the same time because there were so many uh, occasions where he was massively out of position but now that he's been told right you're playing right center back he knows what to do he doesn't you know go forward as much whereas you know tete comes in and he knows exactly how to play right wing back a uh, person i thought he was great i thought for someone who's been out for four months uh, with an ankle injury i thought you know he put himself about a lot he was quick down the um, down the flank his defensive qualities were you know looked like he hadn't been away and I think in yeah. you know, the first half he was much better. Second half, possibly went off the boil a bit, but you'd expect that coming back into a sort of uh, you know a
1: full speed match
2: after so long
1: out. It was a legend, Joe Bryan. Uh, I mean, it was just really, really good to see him on the pitch again. Uh, you know, I nearly chipped it in, pure Brentford flavour goal. Uh, but yeah, Joe Bryan. I mean, th- sometimes uh, again, it's one. Of, it's a cup game, and everyone's saying, "Oh, maybe could." Anup could start. Maybe, you know, uh, Anup should start. Maybe Joe Bryan should start. I mean, Joe Bryan did play well. I'm just not sure if I feel comfortable with him completely replacing Luckman at this point in time. Uh, maybe as a substitute, he could be used a bit more as a left winger. But I don't know. Uh, not not for me. I'm not too sure about that one. Although I, I did I did think that, you know, do you think it's as simple as we are just not as electric going forward without Lookman in the squad more?
2: I, I think Lukman brings a certain quality that Brian can't. I think Brian, I love watching Joe Brian play. He plays with a smile on his face. He's, he's just, mm. he makes me happy to watch him. Uh, I think it sort of comes from him being a really nice guy as well. Um, but he's not, he's not the same type of player um, as Lukman. I think, you know, in the championship, he showed his attacking qualities, uh, whereas you know, his defensive ones were a little bit um, left wanting every now and then. Um, but, I don't think you go and replace Lutman at all because I think Lutman's been yeah. brilliant. I don't think I, you'd be interested to see if he can last the whole season um, at the same sort of quality that he started off at. Uh, but I certainly think if we got to the point where Lutman's form did drop off, then Brian could come in. But I think Anthony Robinson has been brilliant. And I thought he showed when he came on yesterday how useful he is down that left because both the goals came from that left flank yes. and Robertson using his pace and his, you know, his ball control to really sort of um, cause some damage down there and he shows how good a player he could potentially become and whilst I love Joe Bryan, I don't see him
1: uh, displacing uh, Robertson anytime soon. I certainly don't see him displacing uh, Lookman. Yeah. yeah, I mean maybe if you put Lookman on the right and all that kind of absence on Twitter, like, you know, just move them around, but I feel like, uh, yeah. you know, look... Lookman has looked quite frustrated as of late, and he does look like he can be, you know, getting tired towards the end of games. Maybe, maybe Brian is a good option to replace him with as a winger, obviously, not to replace uh, Robinson's role. Ben, what are your thoughts on this, mate?
0: Yeah, I think, like Morgan said, Brian might struggle to get sort of regular Premier League minutes, um, unless we go for the same sort of tactic against Wolves um, when we had That's uh, right. Robinson and Brian on. But like, if we're winning and Lookman's knackered, then sort of swapping for Brian and Brian's going to do a job defensively and might occasionally get forward as well but I think Robinson did more in the 30 minutes he was on yesterday than Brian did for most of that game and it could be because he's just quicker and he was against tired legs but he looked a lot more electric going forward and he does he gets the ball down and he goes and he's fast um, whereas Brian is a good player in the championship he was good getting forward but his, his final end product isn't quite as good as Robinson um, sure I, I've been pleasantly surprised by Robinson this season. Hmm. Uh, I think, I think been... everyone has. I think he's yeah. been, yeah. no yeah, one expects him to
2: step up that quickly and that well. Uh, so, you know, I think the fact is he's come in and he's made his mark in the Premier League far quicker than any of us thought he would.
0: Yeah, I think if we do go down, he might be one of those players we should keep hold of because for two million pounds is something we bought him for. You know, if he, if he establishes himself well, as a good wing back, you know, top half team could come in snap him off us. Will he want to go down to the championship again with us? Maybe not, but I don't think we're going down. So
1: Exactly. What, what is this all this talk of? of smiling. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, all right, lads. Well, look, should we move on to, I mean, I think we could just move on to the Parker rating now. We're sort of nearing the end of this. Um, what, what would you give your Parker rating more? Because I think it's, it's entirely dependent on the on the subs, isn't it? Which were very effective.
2: Yeah, I'm going to, I'll give him a seven and a half. I didn't think, the. I thought the game was crap, but I thought his... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought the team selection was good. I thought it was a, a perfect blend of, uh, you know, returning injured players and experienced players. And, you know, we could have gone with, you know, far more youth players. You know, we did see a few of them on the bench uh, who didn't get on, but I think that's that's perfectly acceptable. I don't think, unless you're coasting 2-0 with 10, 15 minutes to go, that we wanted to see a uh, Jasper or Cavayo come onto the pitch because we wanted to win that game and knowing you know with extra time sort of coming up i think it was um you know it was a good decision to have them in the squad because it's always good for the experience but i think it was a good idea to just leave them on there uh so i'm going to go with uh, a seven and a half because i thought i was impressed with yeah. the subs and the team selection
1: yeah i'll go i'll go for seven and a half as well i'll join you there i think the subs were very important but it, there was a sort of a lack of of edge to our game before the substitutions were made and that's very boring um what you mentioned with the substitutions about how it was good that we could, you know, bring some injured players back into the fold. I think it's also very good we rested some players uh, such as Tosin and obviously uh, Anderson for the Chelsea game, providing they haven't got the Rona, of course. But yeah, I think I think that's a very important move made by him. Uh, ben, what are your Parker rating, you me, mate?
0: Yeah, I'd probably give him a seven, to be fair. I thought he was above average at first. It was a bit poor, but those substitutions sort of made up for it. Um, Shame he didn't bring the kids on, um, especially for Mitrovic. I don't think he was fit for 120 minutes worth of football. Um, but yeah. like, like Morgan said, you, you're there to win it. You're not there to give the kids opportunities, I suppose.
2: Yeah, um, I mean,
1: although it would have it would've been... It
2: would've, it's, it's a bit of times for kids opportunities.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sound like <God>. Tories, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but the thing is, it could have been um, It could have been nice to have seen Cavalio or, um, or Jasper put on, but uh, we, we needed to win that game. And we really did because, you know, we're... You know, wins breed confidence, it's, no matter what league or competition you're in, and we need that win for before facing another local derby, which is Chelsea. On is it Saturday or is it Sunday, lad? I don't know. It's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay.
0: yeah,
2: it's, fr- it's the Friday. Friday eight o'clock kickoff.
1: Wow! So we can right. uh, <clears throat> kick off our weekends with a, uh, a humbling of the uh, Fat Frank's lot. Well, look, we've got a proper preview show of this coming up. It'll be me, you, Morgs, and Baldo. We'll be doing this in a couple of days' time, so one to listen out for, listeners. But I'd just like to get your uh, brief 30-second preview each of just what you think will be the entailment of this game. (laughs) Sorry, I just ran out of thought then. I just sort of almost shut down in my brain. Go on.
0: Um, I think the big question is, will Ariola be back for us? Um, If he is, there's a much better chance. And um, recently, apart from that 3-0 win against West Ham, Chelsea haven't looked great. Um, conceded nine in the last five. So, I mean, we're there on the look at Leicester. You know, we sat back, defended well and got forward and, and scored. And I think if we can do that, we can cause them some problems. Um, but, I mean, it's going to be a tough game.
1: Mm. What about you, Morgz? I just realised entailment isn't a word at all. I don't think it is. I just looked it up, but it don't mind, doesn't mind. Go on. <laughs> it sounds good. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, we need to be on top form if we're going to
2: get anything out of this game. I know Chelsea have not been playing particularly well and they've been shipping goals, but we've also not been particularly clinical. So, uh, you know, our defensive work needs to be uh, on point, but we also need to get far more uh, ruthless up front. So I think depending on what uh, we go with up front, uh, whether it's Mitro or whether we go with a Carvalho false nine or however we do it, we just need to make sure that you know we uh, take the game to them, but also don't, uh, you know, let our defensive um, uh, abilities uh, get overrun yeah. by their forwards. But also got to remember that Loftus-Cheek won't be playing in that game because he's on loan from them. Uh-huh. So he's going to have to have another player come in. So hopefully Anguisa is uh, is back and, um, you know, we just uh, have to get stuck in. At least the pitch will be better. We know that. that uh, it was a bit of a plowed field
0: <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, it was a bit, bit was Millwall, wasn't
1: it? It was a bit Millwall. Yeah. Let's talk about that one <laughs> You also said Cavallo, uh Cavallo as a as a as a false nine now. You got your your calves mixed up, it's cavallero, man. I think What you, did I say? I think you said Cavallo, the 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 youth player who C D M. Yeah Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah okay. you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean, man. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> All right, well that sounds good. Just save everything you just said, Morgan, for a couple of days' time and we'll just repeat that. and we'll make a pot out of it. You know what I mean? It'll be fine. Sounds good. Yeah. Bordeaux talking absolute nonsense. As usual, we'll be fine. All right, all right. Love to see you both, Ben. Love to see you, Morgan. Love to see you. Thank you very much for listening. If you like what you hear, tell your friends about us, and we will be back. We'll be back in a couple, maybe two, maybe three. Let's say three days' time, maybe four. I haven't decided yet. And we will be previewing Chelsea. Stay safe. Bye-bye. Fulham.